So, uh, yeah, welcome to another edition of 11 Minute Sessions. And today I've got the great pleasure of welcoming Ben Cormack to, uh, yeah, I've got a few questions for Ben, but um, yeah, quick heads up about Ben. Um, I've been thinking quite hard about this, Ben, and, and we obviously know each other fairly well. Uh, and I wanted to call you uh, an agitator or provocateur. Um, I don't know. I feel, feel like that was that's enough. I feel that that's a nice uh, introduction for you. But Ben, Ben, um, well, Ben's got a, a few projects that he is involved in. Um, he, he has a huge interest in pain, educating people in pain, rehabilitation, exercise, and uh, well, the company that I guess most people might have heard you with is Core Kinetic. And uh, more recently, you're a co-founder of the Better Clinician Project. So you're very much a therapist, aren't you? You've just seen a couple of patients you were telling me about as well. Um, so, um, so Ben, I'm going to press go and we're going to see where the 11 minute sessions go. Let's do it. Let's do it. So here we go. Should be on the countdown. So first, Ben, I've got a couple of questions and the one that I'm interested in at the moment is around exercise and the question is about painful exercise okay. what, what are your thoughts about as a therapist giving someone some exercise to do and it being painful for that person firstly i'm going to say thank you for inviting me tim um i feel under pressure now but we're going to go for it so well, yeah we only got 10, 10 minutes 28 seconds to go i think if we look at the data it says that it's not necessarily detrimental. Now, I don't think that means we need to push people into screaming, agonistic, painful exercise. But what it does tell us is that if we do have some discomfort, it's not necessarily making the problem worse. And so I think the idea of causing pain isn't one that appeals to me. I think pushing people into pain they don't want to go into is a problem. But I think understanding that some pain, some discomfort isn't necessarily a negative thing or a bad thing is really, really valuable for people to understand. So painful exercise should always be in the choice of the person doing it. But we're armed with the knowledge that it doesn't mean that it's going to be harmful or damaging to their bodies. Lovely. Yeah. So putting yourself in that therapist position, if someone is experiencing pain, what are the, as you said, it's their decision. So how do you, yeah, in the, in that situation, what, what is it that you're doing? How do you explore that? Or, or how do you give them that freedom then? Well, I think certainly one thing that we do know is, is that things like pain self-efficacy do seem, does seem to be a fairly decent prognostic indicator um, over the course of a problem. So our ability to tolerate and cope with pain. So I, I, I think that that is kind of that sometimes for me is a measure of success of people understanding their own bodies a little bit better. So actually, often I'll start working with people and they won't be very tolerant of a bit of discomfort and we'll explore that and they can feel that and they hopefully have the safety to explore that and say where they're comfortable and where they're not comfortable. And as we go along, 
and they experience more of that and they aren't finding that it's equaling, you know, greater problems, worse outcomes, then they may experience a bit more, push themselves a little bit harder, greater dosage of exercise or activity. And suddenly we're finding that their ability to tolerate pain hopefully gets a little greater. And then maybe even that pain intensity isn't as much, you know, we get some elements of habituation in there as well. Mm. So certainly for me, it's about gradually exploring that with people, but hopefully in a safe and controlled environment. Yeah. Yeah. So, so safety sort of jumps out at me with that then. And and is it just about the exercising and gradually exposing someone to that? Or do you have other ideas, thoughts, something else in your toolbox that allow you to provide that safety? I, I think as an overall experience that's involved in action, and also um, interaction. So in the sense that it's not just the, it's not just doing it or it's not just talking about it, it's doing it and talking about it and rationalizing it and understanding it and recapping on it and, you know, maybe challenging some perceptions and expectancy violation, all these other fancy, you know, terms that people like to throw out there, but really it's action and interaction. Uh, And I think that when we mix the two, is when we probably get the best change. It's not just talking, it's not just doing, it's a bit of both. Yeah, 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 that sounds one. I mean, massage is my biases, Ben, so thank, thank you for doing that. <laughs> and, and then, and, and then, I mean, there's questions out there, aren't there, in, in, in the exercise world? And, and one of my thoughts here is about whether or not um, there needs to be meaning to an exercise that you're giving someone. So when I'm saying that, I mean, does that does a movement, does it serve a purpose for it to be functional, for instance? So I much prefer the idea of value. So that it actually someone values benefit. So look, I, as people talk about meaning, what does that really mean? I don't know myself sometimes. It's a bit fluffy, isn't it? And we talk about things like fun, but some people really hate moving and exercise, but they do it because there's value in something in it, right? So whether that's an effect on my health, whether that's my mental health, whether it's getting away from the kids and going to the gym, whether it's, you know, I can overcome this even though I have pain, you know, I I think it's about finding value for that person. Is there a value in actually doing it? And for some people there isn't value and that's why they don't engage. Um, how much do meaning and value interact? I think they probably do have an interaction. Um, I think it's probably a bit deep and philosophical for many people, the idea of meaning or this greater meaning. So the value, what do I actually get from this? You know, what, how is it going to make my life better? And I think when we can do, when we can find that with people, when they can actually experience an element of, you know, I'm doing this because I get something positive out of it and I can see that then I think they engage with it. I think if we're just doing it because Tim tells me to, or Ben tells me to, or a book tells me to, there's no value of benefit there for me. Mm. So, you know, there was a great, uh, there was a great thing by this company called Strava. They found that no one enjoys running, but they run for different reasons. So it's finding one of those reasons for someone to engage. And when you do that, I think it's more successful. Yeah. 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 Um, Lovely, Ben. Um, And that sort of, segues us perfectly to to i'm and i'm thinking about well if you were to ask someone what what they could or should do for general health 
exercise would be up there, wouldn't it? That you know that you should do some exercise. It's a good thing for you to do. A bit like saying, well, you should eat healthily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but many of us don't do one, probably don't do either of those, do we? Even though we know that it might have a benefit for us. So what what can we do? Have you got some ideas of how we can bring that? I know you said about value, but that, you know, commit to the process of exercise, for instance. Certainly for me, it's there, there is no blueprint. It's trial and error. And most of the time that I spend working with people is trying different things, adjusting things, working out there is no blueprint. It comes from listening to people, discussing, saying, well, have you thought about trying this? Once we've thought about trying this, can we think about it in this way? How can we put a plan into action? How do we adapt that plan? You know, it's, it's very pragmatic. It's very practical. Uh, it's open to change. It's iterative. It's all of these different things. Um, and I, I think that sometimes, you know, this whole idea, sometimes of things like evidence-based medicine lead us to think, oh my God, there's the perfect plan for everyone. In truth, you're, you're trying to pick things out of someone's story, grab onto them, expand on them, play around with them, see if they work, come back. They didn't work. Well, let's try like this. Let's try like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so for me, you know, it's being open to the process. It's engaging in a process that's the most important thing rather than saying, oh, my God, this exercise is the best. Do it like this. Once it doesn't work, you're pretty much screwed. And then where do you go next? You know, it's being open to the idea, especially within more long term persisting pain. Mm -hmm. There aren't simple answers uh, or, or clear cut answers and adaption, change, planning and all the boring, crappy stuff go go the furthest. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so um, I'm thinking then um, of the sort of um, the role that you might have as you as you're sort of saying that is, um, yeah. Well, if someone is in pain, they're recovering from pain. Exercise is perhaps a part of that recovery process. Um, how important is it for that therapist to be there and to be? What would they be? Would they be a a guide would they well, yeah absolutely so so the role is one of more of a coach it's uh someone who guides someone who points out potential opportunities or affordances as as if you want to get complicated um you know it, it's about showing people there are other options other opportunities other ways of doing things finding the best way to do do it for that person um, I don't know if there's any any more to it. I think it's very different to the traditional, you know, this is the problem, this is the answer, you know, th- do it like this and then you're going to be fixed. Mm. You know, it's understanding through experience and it, and doing it, you know, mm. as, as a clinician, that, that it, it is a, a process of coaching, failure, successes, more failure, some more successes, some more failure. And along the way, hopefully my aim is to find what I describe as sustainability. Mm-hmm. I want that person to find something sustainable to, that they can do to give them agency for their problem. Sure, 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 sure. Um, and to me, yeah, I mean, yeah, that sounds absolutely right. And I'm thinking about where habit might fit in there as well, that you're creating sustainability. In other words, exercise might be just a habitual part of your, your well, day. It's a positive day. habit, hopefully, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. 
Not yeah. a negative habit like smoking and drinking. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, well, and then um, you've spent a long time thinking about low back pain, haven't you? Um, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to trying to unravel some of the complexity. I've not never got any closer to that, but yeah, yeah. And it, it, where do you go exploring? You know, someone who's who's really fearful about moving their themselves and, and their back is there somewhere that you whoa <laughs> well our time is up on that 11 minutes so that's a shot by for me I don't know how it went for you um, for me it took exactly 11 minutes <laughs> <laughs> but Ben um I, I you, you do if, one of those things where if you start a question you have to finish it I, I don't know. Is should we? Do? Yes. <laughs> what are the rules? I think you probably have to. If you start a question, you have to. Finish. If you're listening to the podcast now, you'll be wondering: Do they or do they not follow <laughs> through with this question? Um, ben, are you happy to? Are you happy to just answer where I was you going? You can have so, eleven more seconds of no. Yeah, you fire away, Mister Beams. So let's say I well, a typical expression would be kinesiophobia, wouldn't it? Yeah, so yeah. someone is scared, worried, etc. And I think that that's very often it's quite reasonable that they are given some of the messages that they are fed or the beliefs that they might hold about what that back pain means so yeah someone really really scared about moving uh, uh, do you have some tips about where you might go as as both the therapist or if someone's listening if they if they are in pain where might you go to explore movement? Yeah, I, I think, firstly, I, I think that lots of people lose confidence. I think loads of people lose confidence in their bodies and moving and, you know, are apprehensious. I think true kinesophobia that's disabling is actually quite rare. I think that, that egg has been slightly overcooked, if I'm being honest. But I think lower level lack of confidence is, is common in nearly all painful problems. Um, but I think we need to be compassionate. I think we need to be kind. I, I think we need to, you know, um, understand that it is a normal response to an abnormal situation. You know, I think that's a good way to define it. Sometimes it's the opposite way around, I think, discuss. So it seems to be it's an abnormal response. I think it's a pretty normal response to be uh, fearful or apprehensive of something that's painful. Pain isn't great. Um, and I think what we need to be do to do mostly is give people good information and then good experiences, as we've talked about before. So understanding that our bodies are robust, uh, understanding that things can hurt, but they don't necessarily lead to, you know, serious damage and things like that. But exploring that in a way that someone is comfortable. And I think that's the key, isn't it? I think if someone feels that they're out of control in that situation, that becomes the biggest problem. So it's about giving ownership of that to the person, understanding that they're moving at their pace, they're exploring it in a way that they're comfortable. Uh, and I think, again, that comes back to that coach and guide role. Um, I think the big problems come when it's like, yeah, you're, you're fine, just move, just, you know, and I think that's where we start to lose people. So, you know, it's uh, it, it's work. It's understanding we are even though we have robust spines, you know, sometimes we have to explore that in a way that is palatable to us as people. Brilliant. Uh, ben, for the sake of the podcast listeners, I want to just um, extend a huge thanks to you. Um, if you want to check out Ben anymore, then you can find him on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, 
So, uh, and, and I'm terribly you, hard to find, Tim. I'm, I'm a very shy and retiring character. Exactly. You've got barely anything to say for yourself. Um, but yeah, look, Ben's out there and, and I would recommend ch- checking him out. And uh, from a podcast point of view, if you're listening, uh, please share uh, the 11 minute sessions with other, other people that might be interested. Maybe they are experiencing pain themselves. Or maybe, uh, maybe you just, um, yeah, you're just hearing something really new interesting exciting